Anchor rocks, anchor rocks, anchor rocks today. Anchor's the best place to record. <laughs> as long as you use their tips. Like, it's free. Anchor's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer, folks. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast, it's all in one place, guys. Anchor rocks, anchor rocks, anchor rocks today. Anchor rocks. So here it is, guys, episode four. The noun of the day, dad. Tell me more, help me understand the noun, dad. Boy, there's a lot to discover in that three-letter word, Dad. Folks, it's Father's Day. I've went through a lot of emotions. This is the year that I lost my father. And um, uh, just listen. Listen gradually. Listen carefully. Listen expectantly. Uh, don't play with semantics. Don't worry about my words. Just just listen. Think about your father. And please, 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 please take the second to respond to this podcast at Productions at gmail.com and tell me about your dad. Maybe we can talk on the phone someday about him um, and what went on in your life. I think the amazing thing is is, is that uh, 100% of people think that their father is a very important part of their life. Uh, about 48% of America seems to think that they were the most influential person towards the negative side, and about 52% thinks they, they were one of the most significant people in their lives towards the positive side. Guys, tell me more. Help me understand about the word dad. Here it is. Enjoy. Happy Father's Day. I'm so sorry if I'm getting this out of days late. Have you ever been embarrassed by your own child. How many of you out there would admit to loving a child? Or two who hate your flippin' guts. So, guys, I'm just not sure how to start today. Being Father's Day and being the first radio live broadcast past podcast past the death of my own father. I don't know where to start. Because in church this morning, I was sad, as sad, as sad could be. And then I came home from a great lunch with my baby and my wife. And I was angry, as angry, as angry could be. I took it out on her. I don't know why that happened. 
Or I could go with how I'm feeling right now after a conversation with my little brother and looking forward to a conversation with my big brother, possibly my uncle, uh, maybe another brief conversation with my older daughter. It'd be great if I could get a conversation with my little daughter, but I doubt it happens. Um, so this is all improv. You know, it's just a day about dads. I would like to remind you the definition of dad. But mainly, what I want to do, the pastor this morning started out with, um, what's the number one thing a dad can do? And that was adopt. Now, I, I, I don't, he wasn't talking about adoption as you and I know adoption. He was talking about, um, Uh, he was talking about making a child a, an adult by Corinthians, like Paul. And that was, I guess, um, disciplining them, discipling them through love rather than through punishment. Of course, folks, don't get me wrong, there are times of punishment, but but disciplining them is the key to fatherhood. And, and I discovered that a long, long time ago. Of course, don't get me wrong, man. I've had times of anger. I've had times of frustration. I've had times of frustration that came out as anger. Just this afternoon. So I, I, I buy a betta fish for my uh, youngest daughter, my teenage daughter. Uh, make her put her face max back and her her all of her makeup stuff in order to afford this <laughs> beta fish and, all with uh, a bunch of notes at the store about responsibility and this is her first chance to learn responsibility and here are the things she's expected to do with it and the very second we got home uh the very second I started to do the thing that I enjoy and that was watering my flowers and being outside in my yard um, she became very frustrated and blamed us, her mother and I, for killing her betta fish, which didn't actually happen. But she was upset that she had uh, put this uh, fish in a warm water into cold water very quickly and potentially killed it. But that became our fault for not explaining that to her um, and I just got angry because I had just, just, just at the store had this large conversation about her responsibility. Yes, she already has a dog. She takes some responsibility for the dog, not a whole bunch. The dog has lived with her her entire life. And this fish was to be her responsibility. And all of a sudden she had none, only the ability to blame others, and I just lost my temper, <laughs> said some dirty words, wordy dirts, and walked back out and continued upon my Father's Day um, officially. Also reflected a lot on 
the first time my older daughter walked around the corner of my house, the corner where my gutter is actually off at this point in time because of the wind last night. But anyway, she walked around the corner of my house with the social worker. She was four years old and 363 days additional, uh, two days before her fifth birthday. And she walked around with a teddy bear. Uh, she was very excited to be there. I could tell that she was an exuberant young lady and that uh, my life as, a, as an foster father with this young lady may be um, unique. <laughs> Uh, and um, um, discipline-riddled, punishment-riddled, teaching-riddled life. And, of course, um, we are now near 18, 17 years later, and I call her... Sorry, guys, today's going to be tough uh, without having some emotion... But I call her my daughter, my oldest daughter, because she is mine now. Uh, We recorded some conversation earlier, um, banter back and forth that talked about her uh, driving (laughs) her Barbie Jeep around, uh, around and around and around and around and around in our backyard as I sat outside with her uh, and smoked these huge, long, long stogies. Uh, just to enjoy each other's time, and uh, uh, we did that a lot, Um, uh, probably thus the thyroid cancer at the age of 30 that that, uh, uh, was very frightening, but I have gotten through now. Um, She, as you've heard from other podcasts, was a very difficult Difficult raise in and out of residentials over and over and over again, um, but she was disturbed that uh, I had not answered my phone yet today for her. I wish she would have came to church with me, um, but uh, um, I love her to tears. I've blocked her. I've uh, wanted to beat her. Um, I've watched her fail. I've watched very few successes with her, but she is still mine. And uh, there is something much thicker in this world than blood. Uh, Her biological father um, is an alcoholic and runs off all the time. She reconnected with him lately, but still, um, I guess, kind of refuses at this point to even acknowledge that he was in her life briefly. Uh, because he left her again and he has left her a number of times and she told me today that I am dad because I am there and I have always been there. Wow, that made me feel great, guys. It made me feel powerful. It made me feel strong. It made me feel masculine. Uh, It made me feel like a father and uh, I, I do love that. I also love the amazing hug that I was uh, woke up to this morning from my baby daughter. Um, uh, she she hugs me first thing. She she does not function without hugging dad in the morning time, and I feel blessed. Uh, I feel uh, wow. Well, I feel wow. Is <laughs> wow is feeling wow. Um, a word. Um, by the way, um, what's a dad that rides a Harley? 
uh, other than a, a, a popsicle. <laughs> uh, I heard that joke this morning and just about crap myself. That's that's a funny joke, folks. That's a funny, funny thing. So anyway, today is Father's Day 2022. We are in episode four of Tell Me More, Help Me Understand. And today we would like to learn more about being a dad. What is the definition of dad? I've already explained that to you. Um, that That's Webster's. That's Merriam-Webster's. Um, but also today what we're going to do is get a lot of different feedback we're going to talk to uh, my baby brother. We're going to talk to my big brother. Um, hopefully, I'll get a chance to talk to my children themselves. Uh, we're going to talk to my spouse um, about her father. Um, I have had four to five to six fathers in my life, father figures in my life. And I'd like to just briefly go over those with you before I begin uh, sharing my interview um, about dad, uh, from other people, other people in my life. Um, and guys out there right now at the beginning of this, uh, at the beginning of this podcast, at the end of this podcast, you're going to see opportunities to email me and to click back upon this and tell me your favorite story about your dad. Guys, we all grew up in different times, different places, uh, with different things, uh, different uh, roofs over our head that uh, some of you, I was told today by the pastor that 100% think that a father figure is influential in their life. 48% think they were the most influential influential person in their life because they were a horrible, nasty, no good person who abused them in some sort of way or weren't even there, um, which is neglect is a form of abuse. Others... 52% of you think that your father or the father figure that you grew up with is the most important, amazing person in their life who taught them uh, the ways of life with discipline, uh, more so than, than most of their mothers. Their mothers have taught them a lot about the gentleness of kindness of love. Um, uh, and and, and uh, we as men learn and, and teach more about um, love in a completely different way than than our children. Um, my dad was a man of very few words. I lost. <laughs> I lost my father this year. Uh, wasn't this year, but in, in late, 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 late uh, twenty one, two thousand and twenty one. I, I lost my father um, after a brief illness. Um, don't know if it was COVID related or what, but his liver failed him. He he was not a drinker. It had nothing to do with that. Matter of fact, he took really good care of himself most of his life. But it was quick. Um, my brother had some time with him in the nursing home, in the uh, uh, rehab center, to where my brother could go in and just have these great conversations, whether my dad was awake or asleep. Um, uh, I, I I didn't have that. Uh, I did, but I didn't understand that at the time. I didn't know how to do it. Uh, my father and I's relationship was a very strange one, <laughs> uh, an extremely strange one. I, I, I knew, and yes, I had my problems. <laughs> I'd love to tell you more. Uh, I had my problems as a child. 
But I knew that dad got off of work at 3.30 and it took him exactly seven minutes to get home and the only locked door in my house was on the bathroom and that I had to pick the bathroom key up off of the hidden spot in my mother's broom closet before I could lock myself into that bathroom because one of my mom's favorite, absolute favorite statements growing up was just wait till your father gets home. Uh, my mom knew how to twirl a switch, and uh, if you know, were raised in the 80s, 70s, you know what a switch is. That's a fresh green stick off a very fresh spring tree, and it hurt. My mom also knew how to handle herself behind a spatula and wooden spoon, but I, to this day and at my father's funeral, spoke of the sound of my dad's leather belt sliding quickly out from his blue jeans that he had worn from work when my father got home from work if I had done something wrong I knew exactly what was going to happen my dad knew how to get to another key or at least pick the lock on that bathroom and he would pull me out uh, with that same belt if need be now, I don't want you guys to think that my dad was an abuser in any way, shape, or form because he was not. But he was an enforcer of the rules, and the rules were clear. Um, he was a man of very few words. One time, uh, I do remember, and to this day, I believe he affects my prostate. <laughs> Who gets to hear that on a podcast? Hey, my dad. Hey, my dad, uh, he affects my prostate. I'm 53. Um, we're, our property, our acre, uh, was connected up to an acre land of uh, a small brethren church. And, and I always had a friend because uh, brother and pastor uh, always had a child my age. So because uh, they always had a child my age, I was always in trouble. And I had a time that I needed to be home for dinner. And uh, there were days I wasn't home from dinner. And one time my dad was out mowing and he was also out planting garden. And uh, I was not home for dinner on time. And he knew I wasn't home for dinner on time. And I can clearly remember his toes flexed going right up my prostrate all the way home, all across the full acre of land. Now, I don't want you to think my father was abusive again because he was not. He was not a loving father. He was a man of very few words, but he was not abusive by any way, shape, or form, although there are people who would disagree that a foot up the wazoo is abuse or not. I'm glad that my prostate hurts still at 53 years old on occasion because it reminds me not only of my father, but it reminds me that I need to be behaving in a certain manner. Does that make sense to you? Question, yes or no. Remember, guys, you're telling me your stories, too. If you would just stop in the middle of this podcast and do a quick recording to me uh, about your favorite father story, maybe someday we can put them on uh, a podcast, maybe next year's Dad Day. Uh, between now and then, maybe you and I can interview a little bit, chat a little bit, being recorded and get to become friends. And And uh, I learned about fatherhood in Iraq, and I learned about fatherhood as a Muslim. I learned about fatherhood in California. I learned about growing up in California. There's lots of different things. Tell me more about your dad. 
help me understand your dad on Father's Day. The noun today, folks, is dad. Dad, dad. So I've told this story recently at my father's funeral, and and uh, I was just a mess around 18. I uh, did a lot of theater, and I was working in a small town that I was raised in, actually, um, raised around. And one night, uh, probably 19, 20 years old, I was out on a bender hanging lights in the theater, uh, climbing ladders, drinking beer, um, watching my friends smoke weed. I didn't do too much at that time, but... Uh, uh, we hung lights all night long in the theater, and as in the morning, um, I decided to to, to kind of struggle my way home with some nasty hangover, and I had some John Lennon glasses on my face, and and uh, a big old marble sticking out of my mouth, and uh, just walking along, you know, thinking for all these years, I knew what time my father would get up and go to work. And my first wife, he loved, he adored meeting her for coffee at our apartment. And for some reason, I wasn't thinking about that at all. And, uh, I pop around the back alley and there's my dad talking to my wife and, they both look at me, a cigarette dangling out of my mouth, hair down to my butt, and my John Lennon glasses on, just looking a scraggled, worn out, hungover <laughs> mess. And my dad didn't say a word to me, and I thought, oh, crap, here I am at 19 years old. My dad's getting ready to beat my butt in front of my wife. And instead of that happening, he just continued to talk to my wife for a few moments. And then the man, a few words, walked to his, his little red Chevy 1987 pickup, S10 pickup truck. And and I kind of walked past him and my face just kind of hung to the ground <laughs> in shame. And my dad kept walking. And as he walked by me, he said, well, son, I see you're really trying to be healthy. <laughs> Oh, and he got in his truck and he drove away. Not another word was said ever, ever, ever about any of that kind of behavior. Thank God those behaviors have 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 left my life at this point in time. Another father figure I had in my life was my father-in-law. I only knew him for a brief amount of time uh, before he was in a horrible, nasty, no good, terrible, Alexander, very bad, bad, bad day pickup truck accident uh, towing a camper. Uh, I was only um, a year and a half into my second marriage. I was 30 years old. Uh, had just met this beautiful woman, um, and uh, uh, two years earlier, I had just met uh, her parents, uh, uh, both of which, as I sat down with and said, hey, may I have your daughter's hand in marriage? They they looked at one another for about, uh, oh, I don't know, 10 to 15 seconds and looked at me and said, no, we don't think so. I was shocked. I was stunned. I thought something was going to happen thus soon after that they would start chuckling and go, joke's on you. (laughs) We were just kidding. Uh, Folks, they were dead serious. Um, 
they didn't believe that we should be unequally yoked. Uh, they were very, very strict Adventists. And, and uh, I was a Christian at the time, but uh, didn't take it very seriously. Was not, uh, not very well, um, uh, let's say, showing my love of Christ to others. And um, uh, thus soon thereafter, my wife, their daughter, uh, moved into my home. After we were married, and uh, clearly, um, I had been a bachelor for about two years. I had a mess of a house, and uh, clearly, our relationship was well, <laughs> not very good, not very secure, not very fun. But, but uh, soon thereafter, the marriage, and soon thereafter, things started to uh, improve slightly as he volunteered to help me with my bathroom. Um, he hated my little dog, and my little dog hated him. My dog was mean to everybody, but my dog really was mean to him. My dog knew when his big dually diesel pickup was going to show up out in front of our house, and when it did, my dog went crazy. So a couple times, he would come over, help me remodel the bathroom, and he would try to lock my dog into the bedroom, and it was just a joy to watch him chase that dog around. <laughs> And not get bit. But as we would remodel together, he would teach me things. Uh, he would teach me how to use a drill better. He taught me how to use a chisel. Things my father didn't teach me. Uh, he taught me how to use a lot of different tools, even though I had been involved in, uh, in a lot of uh, fake uh, tool using things for the theater. I, I, I wasn't much of a, a manly man, and I think that's what uh, they both really hated about me, if I was honest. They didn't like me not being a manly man. By the way, just a sub-note, uh, just to let you guys know, I'm, I'm madly in love with my mother-in-law at this point. Many years later, she she is uh, very similar to me in personality, and I just adore her. Um, and, and hate to watch her grow old and, and, and get sick. But um, uh, I'm pretty sure she accepts me at this point as her, <laughs> as her son-in-law. And I, I'm pretty sure she likes me better than her daughter. But we won't talk about that. We don't talk about Bruno. No, no. Anyway, uh, a lot of time in a, in a, in a four-by-four bathroom uh, with the father-in-law who you're pretty sure hates you and, and you're not the biggest fan of either will we'll change one's relationship in life. Um, soon thereafter, that gorgeous bathroom was remodeled. Uh, there was a Saturday Night Live episode. My wife did not watch. I did. She slept through it. We were together in the front room, and at a very, very, very late hour, uh, my wife hung up the phone as her parents traveled back from Florida. Um, they hung up the phone from each other and began to get on the interstate in a dually with, uh, with their Florida long, long, long RV uh, towing behind, and some young lady with her driver's license brand new was coming home from youth group one Sunday night, crossed the medium on I-75 south of Atlanta near Macon, and uh, hit my parents, my <coughs> hit my in-laws uh, head on. There was a dual impact to where 
the trailer hit the back of their dually pickup truck. So not only was there the head-on trauma, but also the, uh, the, the camper did come through the bed of the pickup and caused twice the trauma. Um, going to the junkyard uh, two weeks later, uh, getting in the truck, um, my brother-in-law and I realized probably the problem was that my my father-in-law was a huge ham uh, amateur radio fan, and that uh, that uh, that ham radio had 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 really done a lot of the damage to his head that was sitting up on his dash. Um, thank God he wasn't still on the phone with um, with my wife. Uh, there were not many cell phones at that time, but um, uh, I do thank God for that. But but. Um, that pickup truck from the junkyard at the junkyard was just about as hard as two hours after the accident flying, uh, in from Midwest Ohio to, to Atlanta, uh, to sit outside of a, uh, surgical room where all the glass that shattered, uh, from that vehicle went into my father-in-law's <clears throat> father-in-law's brain, and uh, very talented surgeons did their best to pick out every piece, but uh, there was a lot of damage. Long story made short is my mother-in-law did survive after a lot of bruising, a lot of bruising, and I believe it has affected her to this day physically, not just emotionally. Um, she is now Parkinson's disease. She also has a really shitload of uh, cervical problems um, that they believe could be related to her Parkinson's. And uh, uh, because of all the neck problems that I have with arthritis, and possibly being early on stage Parkinson's myself, um, I, I believe that some of the damage that was done to her neck that day could very well play a part of her Parkinson's. But my father-in-law spent the um, the next, the last uh, seven, I don't know, my, my wife could tell you better, but probably the next seven to ten years, uh, in a nursing home, he was very uncommunicative. He was in a, a vegetative state. He he would talk to my mother-in-law, and he would talk to my wife, and uh, occasionally also talk briefly with uh, my wife's younger sister. Um, but at that point in time, in that nursing home, uh, <clears throat> sorry guys, I spent a lot of time with him singing, uh, singing hymns, and talking to him, he became a he became an important part of my life uh probably the best listener uh I had experienced in a long time, and even though I kind of knew he still felt about me, I knew that he loved me, we never had a great established relationship before this accident. Uh, one time I reached over to do something to his feed tube and he made a big old fist and knocked me upside the head. And vegetative state or not, I just something knew he knew what he was doing and somewhere inside he had this huge loud chuckle. Because <laughs> man, he just knocked me half across the room. The guy had lost almost all of his body weight. 
He's down to skin and bones and still strong as a freaking ox. And it hurt. <laughs> Didn't tell people about that. Not even my wife knew about the times that he hit me till years later. Um, a couple of grandfathers. One grandfather that I had was my paternal grandfather. Uh, the stories I have of my paternal grandfather are very short. He was a man. I say my dad was a man of very few words. My paternal grandfather was a man of no words. My father had 12 brothers and sisters, um, my dad of which was the oldest son. Uh, thus meaning, I tell you that because uh, my grandfather was very, very hard in those days. Uh, this would have been the 30s. Um, uh, and my grandfather would have been raised actually, uh, you know, in the in early 1900s. Um, and uh, very, very hard on my dad. But my dad had 12 brothers and sisters. Uh, there were, at the time that I hung around them, which wasn't a, extremely often, um, uh, I did have 30-some-odd cousins. And um, of those cousins, almost all of us, uh, loved to play pool in their basement. Now, these basement walls were mildewed and moistured because they were made of dirt. Um, so, the pool, uh, the pool, so, so, anyway, the pool, pool table in the basement, these walls were dirt walls. This was a very old house, and it was a lot of moisture, and all 30 of us fought uh, over this pool table, um, a lot of times, a lot of holidays. So as you would shoot pool, your elbow, the stick, the pool stick would come back and it would poke holes uh, into the dirt walls. And uh, um, we, we never know how they got fixed, but they got fixed. And we didn't think about it a lot, but, but we did it every game of pool, you know, just hit more dirt or concrete out of the walls. Uh, just by playing a simple game of pool. And then occasionally, you know, the pool sticks would become swords. And the boys, of course, well, some of the girls, um, uh, we would have some nice little sword fights with some really great uh, cheap uh, pool sticks. And, and, you know, when you're having a sword fight with a pool stick, you, you're just bound to determine to take some holes out of dirt walls and, and uh, at that point, he was a very gentle man as well, a uh, very man of few words, but also very, very gentle. And he would come creaking down his stairs, creak, 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 and, and they would creak because they were very old, and he was a little man. And he would come down, and all of us grandchildren would, would stop and stick the pools, uh, the pool cues behind our back, and we would all hold still just like we weren't, in any trouble whatsoever, and this happened a billion times, and we would hide those pool cues knowing, knowing that he would never know where they were, but as he crept through that basement, and he would slowly peek around the corners, and he would walk into that pool table, and he'd go, hey, hey, hey. And we knew exactly what hey meant. Uh, as a father figure in our lives, that hey meant put the pool sticks away now. Quit gouging holes out of the walls that support my house and drag your sorry little child butt 
back upstairs for dinner. <laughs> uh, a is about the only words I knew out of my paternal grandfather. Now we get to more tough stuff, folks. More tough stuff. There are two more father figures I had in my life. The first of which is the grandfather, also known as the father who raised my first wife. His name was Bob, and he was in the Second World War, and he was on the Bataan Death March. If you're familiar with the Bataan Death March, this was a brutal march that the Japanese uh, took um, captured American soldiers on for miles and miles and miles long um, and uh, beat them horribly on this march. And very few of the people, the men that that marched this uh, Bataan Death March survived and my. my ex-father-in-law was one of those men my ex-father-in-law was uh, a chain smoker a survivor of World War II Baton Death March had raised four children himself not to mention his three grandchildren and now his granddaughter's husband. I learned more from Bob than anyone else in my life. Bob had recently, as well as I, had lost a dear, dear, important person in our life, and that was Bob's other son-in-law, my brother-in-law, who was my best friend in college, who I met my wife through. And Bob was desperate to be a father-in-law. And I can't say it on this podcast without bawling my stinking, stinking eyes out. Because if... If there was a loving, Christ-like figure in my life who was stronger, yet gentler, with more education than anyone else, it was Bob. I don't know how much of that had to do with him being my father-in-law and how much of it had to do with him being Bob. But I learned so much on how to be a man. Things I didn't ever know came from this dad. And that's what it meant to be dad. Now, the, the, the last father figure I had in my life I also lost young in my life. I was I was at my freshman year at college away about three hours. And uh, I get this horrible call. And the resident, uh, the resident uh, leader 
who was over all of the college students who lived in a particular dorm, banged on my door, and he said, I need for you to come to my office. Now, it was college. I had not committed too many uh, horrible, nasty, no good, terrible offenses um, that I would be able to mention here on a public broadcast. But I had never been drugged to the uh, resident leader's uh, dorm room before, so I didn't know what was going on. But when I got there, the news was <clears throat> that my maternal grandfather, my mother's father, who I was dearly, dearly close to, uh, had passed away. Also in a car accident. That's a whole other story. Uh, whether or not it was a car accident or whether his diabetes that took him before the car accident, so be it, so be it. But, uh, guys, I still love a fishing pole and I still love a lake. And I love those two things simply because of this man. <clears throat> we had chats amongst alligators in Florida <laughs> every winter. And we had chats among snakes in northern Indiana every summer. And we talked about the greatest things ever to be talked about because he was a father figure. He knew that uh, he knew that his son-in-law, my dad, um, didn't fish. And our lives, I don't want you to think, was just about fishing because that's not solely true. But my dad did not fish. He was allergic to fish. And my grandfather and I spent a lot of time on water. So I miss him. I miss him. Those are the guys I miss. Again, guys, lubuproductions at gmail.com is an email address where you can tell me your stories about today's noun you can tell me more about your dad. Help me understand your dad. What does dad mean to you? It could be trauma. It could be the guy that beat the holy shit out of you 10 times a week. It could be a sexual abuser. It could be a drunk. It could be a drug addict. I don't know, but I still want to hear your story about your dad. This isn't a motivational podcast. I'm not an inspiration to anyone. So if you've got some bad stuff, I'd love to share it. Give me an email or click the end of the podcast. Tell me there. We'll connect up somehow. And maybe someday we'll be friends because I can talk to you doing, doing an interview. And you can tell me those things that you have learned in life in hopes that someone else out there will learn about those things that you've learned in life via you. Folks, we don't, we don't get better, we don't heal, we don't grow as human beings unless we share things with one another. I hope that makes sense on this Father's Day. I'm going to go ahead and uh, clear things up with my older brother, uh, hopefully get some uh, content from uh, my kids and maybe some content from my wife. I don't know. I might even call somebody at random and say, hey, tell me about your dad today. 
but we have already went a little ways. And I want to make sure that we share other stories other than just mine. So let's, uh, let's share here together. Let's talk some more with other people. And yeah, you know what? We'll go from there. Hey, this call is being recorded. Hey, what are you doing? I am not doing anything. Sitting in a rocking chair, looking outside, thinking I should be outside, but it's too far out there. (laughs) It's a long way, isn't it? Yeah. I actually got a little bit of gardening done. I couldn't believe it, but um, got some strawberries today at the store that were like 95% off and I thought well I better go plant them it is it, uh, got a fire started but it's just smoking instead of firing and uh, um, didn't get to see Lindsay didn't get to talk to her uh, listen to Bree um, yell at me a little bit that was a good father's day but she also mm-hmm. hugged she also hugged me early this morning and woke me up, so that that made a little bit good sermon. Yeah, you didn't preach today, did you? Uh, yeah, I did. Oh, did you? Uh oh, yeah. how was that Father's Day? It was fine. It was fine. You didn't like bar driving because I've been missing no, that no. brutally no. all day. Yeah, I had this week a lot. Have you? So. In what way? Yeah, just uh, I just miss talking to him. Yeah. What do you guys always talk about? Because I never really had that much subject matter with that. Uh, not not a lot, just short things here and there, but just uh, just the every night visit kind of thing and all that. So. Yeah. Well, I think things that's, are different because you lived right beside. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't have any like major deep conversations, but we, uh, you know, just every day I was there kind of thing. So yeah. mostly we talked about the, you know, the garage door and the septic tank and <laughs> the, the wee little stuff. Yep. Yeah. Mostly wee what little did, stuff. So. What What did you speak about on Father's Day? Um, it was our VBS wrap-up day we had a program vbs program and then uh kind of just did a devotional at the end so it wasn't really anything to do with father's day oh i've never been to church on father's day that they didn't talk about father's day oh really (laughs) yeah it's funny we don't do a lot of that actually um, is is, is that that, just, is that the denomination in general? I don't think so. I don't know. I think it's just the um, the guy we have that does most of our organizing and plans the 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 messages. Pretty much just uh, he kind of sticks to whatever he's doing, and and you know, I mean, we'll do a little you know some sort of little recognition or something usually, but. We don't tend to deviate from whatever's normal. Is that a, so, is that the lead pastor? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think it's necessarily by design. I think it's just kind of 
I think it's kind of just how he is. He's just he's older and over over the celebrations, you know. And yeah, <laughs> we just kind of kind of go on go on with whatever's there, sort of thing. I yeah. see. I think in one little bit, like uh, well, my in-laws, in-laws. Well, no, yeah, my in-laws, my in-laws, in-laws. Uh, okay, Jehovah Witnesses. And okay. they don't they don't celebrate holidays at all. Right. Like right. holidays don't exist. Have you ever wondered what it'd be like to go through like a Father's Day without having a small, uh, I guess, celebration at least in your own mind? Of yeah. What yeah. I don't holiday? know. Did you know our pastor yeah. told us this morning that? Um, that it took it took two and a half years for Father's Day to become a thing, and that's not a holiday. That's just becoming a thing after Mother's Day had become a holiday. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Found that interesting. But no, I just think it's weird because you know they don't they don't show up at my brother-in-law's uh, events, so. When my brother-in-law has family Christmas or um, or some or something along that line, that that it's not there. So well, they don't do else, birthdays either. Do they do birthdays? No, they do not. Okay. So what's their what's their? Why do they not? I don't. I forget. Yeah, my wife is saying the only thing they celebrate is their wedding anniversary, and I okay. don't know why that is. And I guess that's because how Jesus married the church. Do you know why they don't celebrate holidays, babe? I, he told me, and I forgot exactly what. Who told you? One of my clients. Oh. Okay. I, I think it has something to do with with uh, taking um, taking time away from the day. Uh, they believe a lot in time, uh, witnessing, uh, time that should be spent uh, between you and others um, being out there, as we all know. Right. And, 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 and I think that that, that – uh, those events, special events, take away from that that time that that work. So yeah. yeah. Uh, now Jehovah Witnesses hey. don't believe in don't believe Jesus is God, right? No, they do. I'm not sure that they believe in the Trinity. Um, yeah, I think there's something kind of wacky there, but I can't remember what it is. Yeah. They have yeah. they have elders who speak, but there's no minister ever, and everybody takes yeah, turns. Yeah, that's elder. Yeah, that's that's pretty normal. That's not super abnormal for a lot of denominations, depending yeah. on where they are in there. A lot have done that and either gone through that or come back to that. Oh. But there's something hey, there's about, something oh, yeah. doctrinally that they have. I can't remember what it is. Tell me, um, tell me what your favorite story is about being a dad yourself. 
About what? Being a dad yourself. I know there's so many. I didn't, of them, I didn't hear you cut out right in the first part of your thing. No, I didn't hear what you said. Tell me about your, your favorite thing about being a dad yourself. My favorite thing? Oof. Well, yeah. Those things that you've come across over the years. Gosh, I don't know. That's a hard question. Take me a second to think of that one. You got a few. Well, let's see here. Happy Father's Day, Eric. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. I don't know. My favorite thing. You looking forward to being a granddaddy? Oh, yeah, I would be, yeah. Yeah. Just to... uh, just to have some more people around. <laughs> <laughs> have somebody with you in that rocking chair. Have something to do besides yeah. pet the dogs all day. Yeah. Well, Lindsay, uh, Lindsay finally broke it off with Derek. He beat the holy hell out of her a couple weeks ago. and uh, So we desperately are missing his kids. But Oh, yeah. Uh, glad that he's – glad that that's over with and done. So – What's your favorite memory of Grandpa Bowman? My favorite memory. Oh, let's see here. I'm trying to think. Probably when I remember him when I was really little. Um probably, I don't know, I'm guessing I was between five and eight and spending the night over there with uh, Gene and Carl. And uh, it was our age group turn to spend the night and uh, him uh, gathering us up at night before we went to bed and, uh, and telling us that we all we just explaining to us what a cousin was and that we all needed to stick together. Grandpa that's probably Bowman? The, yeah, Papa Bowman. Wow. That's probably my that's probably my favorite favorite one. Oh my doggone. Do you have any memories of, of your grandfather, Ken? My grandpa Bowman? Yeah, I just told it actually when I was podcasting earlier. Um uh, 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 I talked about dad's funeral and dad being a man of few words, and I talked about my grandfather being a man of no words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the true. The only thing I remember, only words or communication I remember from him is, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and I was talking yeah. about the two pool cues being used as, as uh, swords, and we go, and, and, and my head goes, hey. So, that's really, that's yeah. it. That's, that's it. That's it. How about how about Grandpa Ringeisen? Oh gosh, I'm trying to think of memories of him. Uh, little kid memories is um, up on uh, the lake where they used to have that camper. It's called Bruce Lake. Up in northern oh, Indiana, yeah. 
and going up there and, and camping and, and uh, getting on their boat and going fishing out on the lake. And then uh, uh, fishing in Lake Monroe a couple times. My my favorite horrible memory was um, him talking me into helping him clean out the, his dog pen, his coon hunting dog pen. <laughs> and uh, he had a he had he had a coon hunting station wagon. It was oh, yeah. just for dogs. And uh, we filled the <laughs> filled the filled the those old uh, aluminum trash cans full of dog poop. Ooh. And look. Loaded, loaded them in the, loaded them in the car to go dump, dump them in the Wildcat River over the bridge in Kokomo. Oh and, wow! Uh, getting out and me puking it. Oh. Yeah, I, I puked in the car because it smelled so bad. I kept gagging, and then, then we got it out of the car and we're tr- putting it over the bridge, and I dumped it all on me. Oh. And, uh, I puked to no end that day, and then him just laughing and laughing and laughing. I'm trying to think of what others. Wow. Um, I don't know. I was glued to his side when I was real little, when he was yeah, still white branch a little bit. You were we, the oldest. Uh, yeah, I just I basically walked around at his knee constantly when he was yeah still pastor in a white branch. Yeah, and, now, see, I don't uh, remember. But yeah, but. Uh, but yeah, I can I can see you remember it. What about the Shaga van? How about the Scooby van? Yeah, yeah. The, the little uh, always, I always made fun of Grandma because she always hung everything in the windows of the van, and it always looked like a hippie van. Yeah, it was a hippie van. You know, shag carpet wrapped around. It was like 150 yeah. degrees, and then take it to Florida, and the shag yeah. carpet would. Heated up like it was, and, and he put a muffler on it. Do you remember that muffler sound? Yeah, yeah. Sounds like my old Dodge truck. <clears throat> I'm trying to remember other things with Grandpa. I remember uh, um, the last time I met with him, um, I took Mom up to Kokomo, and we had dinner or lunch. Well, it was actually breakfast at a. I can't remember the name of the restaurant. I think it was Perkins or something, uh, Big Boy or something. And, no, uh, Big Bill. Yeah, it could have been. And he got Big Bill. Yeah. He got his whole. He dumped the whole bowl of gravy on his front, <laughs> down his tie and everything. And I remember making fun of him. We were all sitting there making fun of him. He had gravy all over his tie. Yeah. And then, um, then I remember them calling me when I was at, uh, I was watching state finals at the dome and I was, I was in there with a band and, uh, they paged me, they had me paged and that was when I found out he had died in the accident. Wow. So, yeah, I I I remember that. I was telling the story. Uh, I got called at the resident. How you call him? Uh, the lead dorm guy, lead dorm college person, the person they paid barely to, and gave a scholarship. Yeah, the, the resident, whatever. Yeah, the RA, the resident, the resident assistant. Yeah. yeah. I got 
called his office. I didn't know if it was something stupid I'd done or <laughs> something bad because I'd never been called down there before. And um, that's when they told me. So. Yeah. So, do you remember? Um, do you remember the story? This is my favorite grandpa story. It was uh, that grandma told. Do you remember her talking about him on the airplane flying to Florida one year? No. He, I, think he, I even remember that. Your grandma, you talking to your grandma about it. He reached over to get uh, something out of his bag and his britches fell down and they were in the front seat. <laughs> no, I don't remember that. I, I guess, you know, grandma was mortified, but I Guess yeah. he turned around and said some preacher kind of humor statement, like <laughs> what it was. But he just he had the, he was red in the face. She said he's just so embarrassed, but he made the best jokes about it. So, yeah, that's funny. Diana did that one time too. Oh really? We were yeah yeah we were up in the front and Diana we were flying. I forget where we were coming home from. But we were it was it was one of those where we were out on the tarmac waiting to take off and it was super it kept getting warmer and warmer and she decided to take her sweatshirt off and was talking and not paying attention and she pulled her sweatshirt off her head and had her T shirt with it. Oh no. I <laughs> <laughs> And then I was like, Hey, you're uh you're flashing yourself there and she's like, What? Ah! <laughs> she sat down and put her shirt back, twisted her shirt back together, and put it all back on real fast. <laughs> Great spouse, though. You have that for the rest of your life. Oh. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, I just called you to let you know I was missing Dad. Wonder what you were up to, if any of your kids were around. Or... Did you hear from Matt? No. Um, no yeah, he, he called me this morning. He actually called. Um, he called from church. He was in the parking lot. He's like, yeah, I'm in the middle of uh, – because he's got like three services that he plays for. And he's like, yeah, we're uh, we're here. We just finished the first part, and we're all out here hanging out, waiting to go back in for the – for the what do you call it? The Jesus talk. <laughs> he goes, we're ready to go back in for the Jesus talk at the end of the service. And, and – uh, he said, we're just all standing out here in the parking lot hanging out. So he called this morning early, and then um, we went and got uh, – Mallory had to work today, and Dinah's catering tomorrow down by Bloomington. So we had to pick up some stuff at a big supply store in Indy. So we we went and did that and went by where Mallory works, a coffee shop where she works, and said hi to her. And then we were going to Shibs and Megan's and dropped by there, but they were all out eating, so we didn't uh, we didn't catch them. Hey, is this uh, is this reunion thing still happening? Uh, with Shibs and uh, or are we are we kind of off on that travel? What's that? The Am I missing? the thing where everybody's coming up from Carolina and coming down. From uh, I don't know for sure. Yeah, I don't know for sure yet. That got switched. Um, 
and I was waiting to tell you till I had more information. Um, okay. Something happened. It's around that still week. That weekend, you guys are gone. It's the last weekend of July. We're not going. We're not going. No. I, okay. I knew you'd said something about vacation that week or something. Um, I it's it's gonna be earlier. That I don't know. I have to look in my phone and reread the text messages. Um, but I think. Um, I don't know. I've been waiting to see what happened with Megan and Shibs. Right. So that the, the, it's not – it was Saturday evening. I think um, they were coming by – they were going to Warsaw and then coming back by Uncle Ted's for a day and then down to – they wanted to see Mom. And I said, well, why don't we do a party at Megan's so you don't have to drive – all the way, you know, hit all those places. And, uh, but Uncle Ted still wanted them up there. So I think they were going to hang out there anyway. So oh, the thing at Megan's okay. turned out to be kind of, kind of dumb. So I don't know what we're going to end up with. I think, um, I can't, it's, it's something has switched. I need to contact them and see. Um, yeah. it, you know, uh, I think Carolyn is, she was trying to plan it out six months. Is California uh, coming into town? Yeah, I think they're all coming for um, the buyers are having a memorial service for Aunt Carolyn's mom. Uh, okay. She died. She died back in the winter, and I think she was cremated or something. I think they're going to have a memorial service sometime that weekend. Okay. Is the whole deal. So. Uh, you know how Aunt Carolyn is. She was planning it all out back in, you know, six months ahead of time. And I was like, I don't, I got so many bridges to cross between now and then. I don't know why you're calling me now. <laughs> but she was trying to get every detail. And I'm like, Whoa. so I finally just, I was just like, well, I thought it'd be easier to do Megan's and them not have to come over here. But it sounds to me like they're going to, swing by and see mom and and do all that kind of thing anyway and at the time I, I wasn't even sure if mom would still be I didn't know it was what her state would be all right so I just didn't I I was like hi hey, you're asking to plan stuff out I don't even know what will be happening you know so I finally planned pretend plan something and got him a itinerary and all that stuff and then Figured, I'll figure it out as we get closer. Yeah, I figured. But it is that it it's somewhere they're going to be around somewhere around. I think it's the thirtieth or thirty first of July. All right. Well, there you go. Enjoy your rocking chair. Hold on. Hello. Me. Are you there? Yeah. Hold on a second. I'm trying to find my calendar. Uh, just text it to me. Hey. Yeah, they're going to be here. Six looks like the 30th. The 30th of July. Oh. Yeah. 
All right. Well, text me what you do know. I have no plans unless they say, hey, are you coming over to go over? So if they if they miss the crossroads of America, well, then so be it. So anyway, I'll yak at you later this week. Mom had a good week? Yeah, I think so. Um, I went and got her Friday night, Friday afternoon, and she went to VBS with me and stuff and did a, did a bunch of this. It was fine. We did all the singing and all that stuff, and she liked that and walked around the park, walked around town for a while. It was a really nice evening, and then I took her back and dropped her off. So it all looks good. So she, right. she much is doing pretty well. So I will see you. Thanks, we'll thanks see for you. calling. Have have a good week. Bye. Bye. Hey, buddy. Being recorded. hey, dude. What's going on? What are you doing? Just goofing off. Did burning wood. Did some planting. Did some... Went to church. Did some... You hanging out with uh, the step puppy today, are you? Do what now? Hanging out with your stepdad? Well, like every other day. Oh, yeah, bad. John's a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. Cooking dinner? Yeah, I made him a favorite meal. What'd you make him? Cabbage noodles. Ooh, cabbage. As in the cabbage? You saute, uh, fry up some bacon, drain it off. Fry up some uh, smoked sausage, and then you cook uh, cabbage and onions and the uh, grease from the sausage and the bacon, and you cook up some boil your egg noodles, and then you combine everything together and mix it all together, and there's cabbage noodles. Oh, sounds good. You know I've never had it, G. I hadn't either until John's dad used to make it, and it's his favorite thing, so... Oh, for his wow. birthday and for Father's Day, I always make him a batch. Is, uh, does he ever tell stories about his dad? No. No? Um, how did you find out? Um, mom Mom told me. Oh, so he never told you? Yeah, no, 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 you like no. that his mom dad made it? Yeah. That's cool. Does he have a bill that his mom made? He he doesn't talk about his past at all. Nothing. Yeah, you know There's the pastor morning to me, Jeff. Or didn't say it to me, said it to the whole church, and I got to thinking about it. I said he said there's not one person more influential in this world than a father figure, and let me tell you why. It's about fifty-two percent of the world think that, that person has an amazing influence on their wi- their life in a positive way and about 48% of the world think that that person was a negative influence in their life in a really, really bad way, but 100% of the people in the world have a viewpoint that's strong about their father figure. Um, 
I am definitely missing my dad today, man. Sure you are, buddy. First year without. First year with that. Have you thought about Bob today? No, not really. Nothing at all. I, Come I, on. I have no, no. I mean, dude, he hasn't. He, Cam, he chose not to be in my life. I understand. I've tried. I've tried and I've tried, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not throwing that. I'm not doing that anymore. I have. I have my own issues with Father's Day. I've got fucking six stepkids that don't even fucking give me a second thought. You know. Right. And yeah. one that. And one that is your kid. Yeah. One that I raised, yeah. Well, did you raise him, or is he? Are you on the birth certificate? Oh, I'm on the birth certificate, but it was proven that I'm not biologically a father. By who? I had a DNA test done when he was three. Well, I know, but aren't you on the birth certificate? I was. Oh, she changed it. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. You ever miss him? Did I miss a lot of things? You know. But why he, is it stuff that your stepkids don't talk to you? I, dude, I don't know. I mean, Michelle texted me Happy Father's Day. I'm like, whatever. You know. <laughs> How's that young lady you raised? Uh, been in and out of trouble. Last I heard, she'd been arrested for a felony. Oh, Accessory to an armed robbery or some shit. I don't know. Oh my gosh! Wow, aren't they crazy? <laughs> just crazy. So tell me one good story about Bob. Let me let me just tell you before you tell me a good story about Bob. Okay. Let me tell you a few stories about Bob. If it weren't for Bob, I wouldn't know what Red Lobster was. Uh, I remember one time you guys took me to... <laughs> I remember you took me to Red Lobster for the first time and fed me some calamari crap. I don't even remember what it was. But I loved it. And then you said, if you like this, you ought to let my dad take you to Chi-Chi's. And I said, why Chi-Chi's? And he said, seafood nachos. I that was said, a mom oh, thing. That wasn't, that wasn't dad. That was a mom thing. Chi-Chi's oh, I know. That's what the conversation was. So you and me alone without your dad for the first time with your mom, actually, um, went and had seafood nachos, so I never discovered my all-time favorite thing in the world without that hearing we, that your we can't get anymore. <laughs> yeah, and you know I've never tried yours. You said the 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 the, the key was uh, chicken stock. Uh, no, or lobster stock. Lobster stock somehow, but i I can't imagine it being the same i you also told me you figured it out one time that uh paprika or some type of red red spice yeah, was was it paprika yeah did your dad ever cook because your dad was a food engineer 
Did he cook? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Remember anything cool your dad cooked? No, he. I mean, he mainly, you know, I mean, he'd do the turkey at Thanksgiving and, you know, work the grill. Was he a control freak about the turkey at Thanksgiving? I don't. He just, he, it was just his thing. Yeah. Did so. he uh, did he bake it, or was he a yeah. deep fried kind of guy? No, no, dude, dude, no. We didn't even hear of deep fried turkey when we were kids. No, I know, but it sounded like something your dad might have played with at the factory. You know what all the things? What what huh? things did you, what things did your dad help invent in this world? Pudding pops, tang, pop rocks. Um. Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce. Uh, I know that you still love Sweet Baby Ray's. Is there other, I, well, I can't get it. a pudding pop, dadgummit. What happened no, to that? They don't make them anymore. I oh, guess Bill Cosby. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, he's a father figure, too. So didn't his son Enos get, get uh, shot on the freeway or something? Yeah. Yeah. So, what was I going to ask you? Did any of those products come home? And yeah, yeah, he brought stuff home. No, I mean, did he test them on you? Like, did Pop Rocks oh. ever blow up in your mouth? <laughs> no, 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 no. Your mom probably. I, mean, I remember him bringing them. home stuff in boxes that had no labels on it, and they'd be full of pudding pops, or you know, or you know, bird's eye frozen. And stuff like that. That's like a. That's like the pharmacist, the the chemical pharmacist, bringing shit home on a white labeled <laughs> bottle, with no print, dude. Here, try this, son. Hmm. Uh, dude, I miss you, Dad. I I, I know you get pissed off that I go see your Dad in a heartbeat, but I'm missing. There, Washington, Indiana, go see him. I know, but I'm sure he doesn't miss me. So, well, if he has Alzheimer's, like it appears that he does, he probably doesn't remember nobody. Uh oh, yeah. yeah. It always cracked me up because your dad, like, um, your dad would like pick and choose you kids at times. Like, there's times where he was really close to your sister. And then there was other times he was close to your other sister. And then there was times where he felt pretty close to you. And then, I don't know, his dad just kind of rotated. I can tell you to this day, what we were in our 50s, and we were probably 13, 14, 15 years old at the time. But I can tell you this day, your dad liked some really solid Jägermeister. Well, he was, functional, he was a functional alcoholic. Oh, I'm sure he was. Half of us are. Life goes on. As long as a kidney makes your life go on, then functional alcoholism is, is uh, well, I don't know. People got their narco. People got their norco. People got their, uh, what do you call it? Their, uh, Oh, opioid problems. So I guess yeah. you're allowed to have your your alcohol problems too. 
So. All right, brother. I'm gonna let you go. I just want to let you know I was missing your dad and missing my dad, missing my dad big time. And uh, let you know I loved you, man. Love you too, man. When you coming? I know. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm moving there. I'm retiring with my little brother somehow. You. So that's it, guys. There's some great dad stories, but I'd still love to hear yours. I'll finish up short, shed some tears today. Had a little uh, speech with the bros. Um, told a few stories about a good man or five of them. I, I hope you enjoyed it. Please leave me your information, Productions at gmail.com. Or leave me a message at the end of this podcast and I will respond and we will tell your story.